It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Illinois on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome to the Charlie Tuna Show here on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Matt Berger and Joe Davis taking you along the ride today, live from the Schnook Studios. Yes, sir. Here in a uh, storm-redden uh, Kirkwood, <laughs> Missouri. Way better than yesterday, though, Way I'll tell you that. better than yesterday. Yes. Hopefully everybody is doing fine, doing well, and COVID-free. Yes. Hopefully your power's working. Unlike other people I know, I was telling you uh, before yes. we got on the air that some friends of mine who live in Connecticut, due to those storms they had from whatever that tropical storm was that went up the East Coast, knocked out their power for seven days. Say, they didn't it feels have, like that was two weeks ago now. Yeah, That's they didn't crazy. have power on, and I completely wow. forgot about it. He sent me a text today, and he's like, uh, yeah, we finally got power back on today. And I'm like, oh, dude, I completely forgot you, had, you didn't have any power. I don't think I could go three days. Imagine a week. Well, they have a generator, so that's a good <laughs> that thing. That definitely saves you. But uh, like, they still didn't like have any Wi-Fi and a couple other things that you know we would almost mm. consider necessities. Wi-Fi is a necessity. Yeah, it almost, <laughs> yes, it's almost it a necessity. And they have a, a little girl who is seven. And she is an only child. Oh, yeah. So she's kind of depending on mom and dad for entertainment. And that kind of adds to the tension when you have a child yeah. there talking about how she's bored and she's hungry. That'll wear you thin. That's for sure. Yes, it will. <laughs> it absolutely will. 
We got a big show tonight. We got so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, Howard Balzer from the Hall of Fame show on the NFL channel on Sirius XM. And he also covers the Arizona Cardinals for SI.com. He will be joining us. Uh, and before then, we've got NBA to talk about. We've got NHL to talk about. So we've fun. got uh, Major League Baseball to talk about, kind of. I mean, I guess we could say there's no more Cardinals testing positive. I mean, that's a good thing, right? I'm not trying to be a smart yeah, ass true. about it. It's true. But no positive but, tests coming out of Bush Stadium today. That's a good thing. It's a lot of missed games, though. Oh, so many missed games. <laughs> so I, many I missed have games. no idea how they are going to make these games well, up. Is it going to be up to 15 now? It's got to be, yeah. Uh, if um, they get to play Friday. I think, like, I'm just, I was reading Derek Gould, and he's making it sound like they're going to start, like, maybe a week from today. It's like, it's maybe going to mm. be the earliest they're going to be able to start. It's going to be a Man. week from today. Maybe that'll change between now and then. A lot of doubleheaders. Well, there's a lot of doubleheaders. <laughs> and, I mean, they these guys have been basically, I mean, you don't want anybody to get COVID. It's a serious disease. But, I mean, for the most part, these guys who don't have it, who are in quarantine, I mean, they're basically just lounging around Sitting a five-star hotel. Yeah, chips, a, watching Netflix. Watching yeah. Netflix. And now you have to <laughs> go out there. The game, now yeah. you got to go out there and play a major league baseball game. And, by the way, you're going to play, too. I mean, that's... Then you get a day off, and then you're going to play two. Yeah, <laughs> and, and baseball physically is not that taxing, but still, you got to go out there and you got to play. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, this this season for the, especially, and the Cardinals didn't have this whole COVID mess going on. I don't know how I would think about mm-hmm. it. It just just seems like such a it's mess. Was it at this point they have to play 55 games in 44 days something or something like, like that? that? Yeah, I mean, it's Oof. I have no idea how they're going to do it. I really don't. What, do you do like MLS did? And just say with uh, I think Houston was one of the teams that just they Nashville. had so many in Nashville they just had so many people that they just yeah, said we're, we're leaving like we're out just kick them out but then you get uneven team yeah I don't know teams I don't know how you would do that either I don't want to see that happen um, I was talking to a friend of mine we were talking about the sports ratings last time we were yeah. on you know whether they're up or they're down some are up and some are down and he is a he's a big Blues fan and he's a big Cardinals fan and he said that he really hasn't been watching because. He he's just like the whole format of everything is just completely turned him off to it. Mm-hmm. I can see that. He's just like you know what I I don't care. They should just pull the plug on everything. I'm not <laughs> even watching. So I'm wondering if there's a lot of people who are like that who are just completely turned off to how yeah they don't like the gimmick part of the seating yeah, and all they, that. That's what they said. They, they said mm-hmm. it, it feels like a gimmick. It feels like it does feel like a gimmick. I mean, it does a but little bit. I feel bit, like people but, will come around when it gets closer to the the finals. I mean, like I, I've been, I watch the Blues when they're on. Other than that, mm-hmm. I, I don't watch hockey. I've been watching as much basketball as I can. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed Basketball's it. Been real, and it's, it's been, been fun. Good. It's been entertaining. It it's really been has fun to been watch. In the bubble. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's been yeah, the, the bubble, virtual fans and everything has been entertaining. Yeah, it really has, <laughs> it really been. has been. And here's another thing too. It shows that wearing the mask and quarantining work. It does. <laughs> yes, and because testing the and NH- all that. testing. Yes, because the NHL. Nobody, no positive tests. Mm-hmm. The NBA, no, no positive, positive tests. tests. The WNBA, no positive tests. Right. And the NBA is even letting people leave and get permission to leave to go to do family things. But you got to come, come back, back and quarantine. And They're quarant- doing it perfect. Yeah, you have to quarantine yeah. in like four days, I think. and then. But if- still, the people who've left and came back still haven't tested positive. Yeah. So at least they're being somewhat responsible. Somewhat responsible about it. Who knew? The NBA is not exactly known for having responsible no, adults. <laughs> not at all. When you look at the number of children who are out there exactly. who've got NBA dads. Mm-hmm. Ron Artest. Yeah, the NBA being the most responsible. Who uh, saw that coming? J.R. Smith. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lou Williams. Isaiah. Um, name Sean Kemp. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sean I know I'm kind of dating myself, but Sean Kemp. Yeah. There's other things he, he has that making, reward. Yeah. yeah, there was other things he was making it rain in Seattle. <laughs> Uh, the Big Ten and the Big and the Pac-12 have voted to not have mm-hmm. 
fall sports this year. Um, right now, the SEC, the ACC are planning to to go on as as planned. Not surprising. I'm not Especially surprised with the SEC. Oh yeah, yeah I mean they're playing. They're playing. <laughs> they're playing. Football is life down there. Absolutely, it is. Uh, the Pac-12 doesn't surprise me because the Pac-12 kind of sees themselves as like the Ivory League of the West exactly. Coast. You got Cal, you got Stanford, you got some smart schools up there. They really don't. Other than <laughs> USC and maybe UW. Yeah. And they're basically shut down. USC's not having any students, so there's no way they no can way. have football team. How can you have no students but have athletes and then I, not pay the athletes? <laughs> See, <laughs> to me, that's what the that funny puts you th- in a bad Here's situation. what the funny thing is: this whole during this whole pandemic, it has made a lot of people. I wanted to say change positions, but you're like, okay, well, how come this is your position on this issue, but on that issue, <laughs> on that issue, it's the exact opposite exactly. when they're about the same. Same. <laughs> it's pretty much the same. It's when you pretty look much at the it. same thing. Exactly. Okay, these guys who do not want college athletes paid don't want them to make money because their education is their is their reward, and <laughs> they're getting paid with a scholarship and all this hoity toity mm-hmm. BS that no one really believes. And now they're like, well, you got to listen to the athlete, yeah, man. They want to play. They want to play. play. <laughs> want to play. You're it's so like, right. Okay, but I mean, they kind of want to be. Monetarily compensated for playing. For playing? Well, no, 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 no. We can't have that. But they should be able to play. But they're students. They're students. <laughs> Come but there's going to be no students there. Yeah, there's no students. No yeah, sense. I mean, it is just ridiculous. Um, if there's no college football this this fall, it's going to feel really, really, really weird. What is they're going to do with football? That's it. Just NFL. Okay, but I think what the but NFL. I think what the NFL is going to do is that the NFL. If one Saturday thing, games. They'll have Saturday you games. They have to. They'll have to. Just get rid of Thursday night games and put them on Saturday. Uh, you know what? I'm with that 100%. <laughs> get rid of the Thursday night game and just have Saturday games. Or here's what you could do, too. You could have, like, one conference plays on Saturday, the other one plays on Sunday. That's pretty good, too. I like that. Yeah, I mean, AFC that's, that's, Saturdays yeah, and AFC AFC Saturdays Sundays. And, yeah, why not? Be creative about it. And then everybody, It's the year to do it. Everybody who covers college football on Saturdays, you kind of like hire them freelance to cover the games on Saturday. Oh, that's a pretty good idea to broadcast the game. Yeah, because I mean, like, you're going to wear out these broadcast teams. So why not have the people who normally co- who cover college that's football pretty... on Saturdays have them cover the NFL if you're not going to have a college football season? That way you keep people employed. It's not a bad idea. And the NFL the definitely needs some more broadcasting help. They do. They have Tony Romo. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, yeah. look, I, I, I'm a hometown guy, so I, I love yeah. Joe Buck. Oh, yeah, Joe Buck's good. I of love course. Joe Buck, yeah. but yeah, Tony Romo is great. And uh, I'm a big fan of Iron Eagle. Okay, huge, I'll give you that too. Huge yeah. fan of Iron Eagle. Who's actually calling the game right now on TNT between uh, Dallas and Portland. Uh, huge game. Uh, speaking of the NBA, we're getting close now to the playoffs starting right now. We're just we're just Can't working wait. on the seating. One more game left for most people. For most people, the Lakers have locked up the number one seat in the West. I think the Lakers are in trouble because they're not exactly playing their best basketball right now. They don't have a number three. It used to be like, mm-hmm. oh, you really they need a two. Don't. Oh no, not this day and age of the NBA. You need a three, and they do not have a third. If you, or unless you're going to say it's Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are saying the Lakers haven't been playing well, but I think they've been chilling trying to get the role players together. So once they clinch that number one spot, you can tell from last and night. And now they're just going to turn it you, on? 
Come on now. There's no way they're going to, in the playoffs, they're really going to call a game-winning shot for Kuzma. That's not going to happen. They're trying to get him going, well, get him hey, on fire. It worked. There, yeah, it worked, but there's no way. That whole, that entire, if it's a game six, big situation, that, game on the entire, line, there's no way that's happening. That entire Denver team followed LeBron everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, I think I saw... Uh, and think, it was the bench players. It shouldn't have been that close in the first I think place. I, saw, I think I saw Chauncey Billups at one point out there <laughs> following him. I think I saw Kiki Vanderwick out there following him yeah, at one point. Awesome. Even Don Nelson was out there. <laughs> It was all the old nuggets. Everybody who ever wore a nugget, ever wore a nugget uniform was out there covering, following LeBron. That way Kyle Kuzman was <laughs> wide, wide open, open and knocked down that shot. And that wide open shot got him a little sugar from uh, uh, Kendall Jenner on, oh, really? on Instagram. Uh-oh. Yeah, I saw Uh-oh. that. Or no, no, I'm sorry. That was Devin Booker. Who got it? Who the game winner? He yeah. got the game winner. And he got a little sugar. Well, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. She's a, she likes basketball players. She does like <laughs> basketball players. And Devin Booker, I have no idea if you're listening to this program, if you ever will, but I've got one word for you, young man, and that is run. Right. <laughs> run. Yes. Run stay far in away. Phoenix if you have to. <laughs> yes. Stay, any, stay far away. Stay I mean, away. she's a beautiful girl. And God knows what she's good at. But just look what happens to that family. Nobody who gets no. involved with that family Look at gets Rob Kardashian. Better. Look at Lamar Odom. He went to crack. Yes. Kanye. Look at Kanye right now. He, Kanye's music sucks Ooh. right now. Yes. It's awful. And he may be getting in trouble for voter fraud. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Look what, and not to mention what, uh, what Bruce did. Uh, yeah. That might be the biggest one. That might be the That's biggest thing that, that Kardashian family drove him to. Yeah. They'll make you snip snip. Man, I'm so crazy. He's like, I don't need this anymore. Right. Whoop. There it went. <laughs> Stay Bobbitt. away! <laughs> yeah, he did. He did himself, Lorena Bobbitt. Stay away from that Kardashian family. No good can come yes, from that's it. That's true. None. They're out for themselves, <laughs> and they will use you. They will chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. That's what they're going to that's do. So good. That's why the NBA has been so great in the bubble, though. So many. It's been great basketball. It's been fantastic P- basketball. TJ Warren going balling. Who knew? Gavin, the Phoenix Suns are seven to zero. No one saw that. Coming. Nobody, Nobody saw that coming. I mean, like the, the the Phoenix Suns, they have a lot of young talent, but they still shouldn't be doing what they're no, doing. They can make the playoffs. Yeah. I, <laughs> now the team, like I, because see, I think the team is going to win it all. I still think they're going to win it all. I said it before the season even started. I'm sticking by it. I think the Clippers are too deep. I think they got too much talent. They got a great step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coach and Doc Rivers, I think when it all comes down to it, come, when the push comes to shove, I think it's going to be the Clippers who are going to win it all. I think they're going to get past the Lakers. I think they're going to win the whole thing. Yeah, I've heard people say that about Miami Heat a few years back, too. They have all the talent. They have all the stars. And And they they lost to the Spurs. Well, (laughs) I understand he's shaming losing to the Spurs. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. It's not like they lost to some scrub team. Now, when they lost to the Mavericks, now there was some shame in that. 
Yeah, that's a lot more. Because that Mavericks team they should have beat. Now, when I used yeah. to have my... But that was the first year, too, wasn't it? First year they got yeah, together. that's a better comparison, because that's the Clippers' first year together, too. Now, when I had my own little show here on 590 The Fan many moons ago, and I had Brendan Haywood on, who was a college yeah. basketball analyst for CBS Sports. He was also a member of that Mavericks team that won the title. And I'm like, okay, I, there's no way I'm going to let this guy off the phone without asking him this question, because I'm, if anybody who knows me, I'm a diehard Heat fan. Were you surprised anybody else was that LeBron did not post up J.J. So Barea, angry. who is shorter than me? I'm 5'10", ladies and gentlemen. J.J. Barea has got to be 4'3". <laughs> He's little. little he man. is little. And LeBron is every bit of 6'8 and 260 pounds. He is a man's man. And he was not posting up J.J. Barea. So I asked Brendan Haywood, I'm like, were you just as surprised as everybody else was that LeBron was not posting up J.J. Barea? And Brendan's answer was, he goes, this is exactly what he did. He, yeah. <laughs> like, he still couldn't believe it. And he said, amazing. he said that LeBron was so weak offensively in that series that whoever the defensive liability was for the Mavericks on the floor at that time, they guarded LeBron. That's how bad it was. Jeez. That's crazy. That's why Berea was on him because he was the defensive liability. They, they saw how passive LeBron was being. Like, okay, well, you got to guard LeBron. I wonder how much time if he does uh, it all. Amazing. I wonder if LeBron spends if he spends any time at night thinking awake about at it. Night thinking about no that, about that series. Uh, he, I don't know. I probably he, eat some he, up. He'd, have one, right. he'd have one more title. He'd have four mm, now instead of three. He wins this yeah. one, then he's five, and he's one away. More goat talk too if he has that title mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Then that's a three peat too. Wouldn't have been a three peat. Yeah, yeah would have been a three peat. Yeah, you're right on that. I wonder how much time I, mm. I, if I ever get to look. I think I don't know that coming back down three one maybe overshadows that a little well, yeah, bit because that's he, pretty he the only that, person to ever do it. Yeah, that's true. And you, know, you look at that Cleveland team. Who did he have? <laughs> oh my! God. I mean, Kyrie and yeah, but Matthew Dellavedova. <laughs> that's about it. And he, I mean, granted that I mean that Ooh. Warriors team. It was Clay and it was Draymond right. and it was Steph and I still think that if Draymond was Harrison Barnes was terrible in that series. Oh my God, he was so bad. I still say that if Draymond Green wasn't suspended for that one game, I think the Warriors would have. I do too. They probably would have. <laughs> and, and, and we never would have had this conversation. But LeBron baited him. He knew what he was doing. Oh yeah, yeah that's why he stepped over him on purpose. Of course, <laughs> it was genius. One of my favorite stories in the NBA is about um, Chauncey Billups when he was on the Pistons with Rasheed Wallace. That it said Rashid really wouldn't focus till he got that first technical. <laughs> then he's all in. <laughs> then he's all in. He's like Rashid really wouldn't start playing until he got that first technical. So Chauncey Billups would work the refs to give Sheed a technical. No. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, "Hey man, you can't take that kind of disrespect." I tee him up right now. Chauncey Billups, <laughs> he would That's go. Awesome. To, he would go to the refs. Right, like, man, I wouldn't take that from him. I, I would slap a technical on him right now. Show him who's boss. You can't be doing this. You can't, you can't be putting up with that kind of disrespect. I'm like, that is the best story ever. It really awesome. is the best. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about the Eastern Conference and the NBA. We'll talk about the NHL, too. The, the Blues are going to take on the Canucks. Why can't mm. the Blues hold on to a lead? Ugh. Great question, right? Uh, they're scoring poor stuff, finally. They're scoring goals. <laughs> goals yeah. It's just that goals, when sorry. there's two seconds left, they're going to let the other team score and then lose the game. Yep, exactly. Keeping your interest in the game is what they're doing, I guess. I don't know. You're listening to the Charlie Tuna Show. We are live from the Schnooks Studios right here. 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com.
never missing a beat, yeah. Boy, was it neat, yeah. Not just me, deep, she was totally deep, and then she did the freak with me. Never missing a beat, yeah. Presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. You are absolutely more than welcome to participate in the program by dialing 855-282-8255. That's 855-CUB-TALK. The text nine is the same, 855-282-8255. Matt Berger filling in for Charlie Tuna, who was, who was put on the IR today. He heard his knee <laughs> riding a bicycle. He's out there trying to prove how young and vibrant he is and hurt himself. Need that ice bath. <laughs> he, needs, <laughs> he, needs yeah, he needs that ice bath. So Ben Gay's <laughs> something. Right now he's sitting in a tub of ice, taking care of that knee. Heal up, Charlie. I'm sure he'll be back here in the Schnook right. Studios tomorrow. Uh, Howard Balzer will be joining us here in the second hour. We spent the first hour talking about the Western Conference of the NBA in the East. I think it's got to be Milwaukee's got to be Finals or bust. Absolutely. But, they they got to be finals or bust. But they haven't been looking that great they, either. They haven't been, but maybe it's like the, 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 the same excuse we're giving to the Lakers and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the same thing with Milwaukee. That's a good point. I mean... I like, but the Toronto I mean, like, Raptors look so good, They too. do. And, and the Miami Heat. They, they, they're going to be dangerous against the The Heat are going... Like, I'm trying not to be a Heat homer. They're going to be dangerous if they can stay healthy. The thing they is, can shoot. They can sh- they oh, got man. so many they shooters. Shoot. They, they got Duncan Robinson. They've got Tyler Hero that can shoot. they got Andre Iguodala who can shoot. And another thing, too, is they got Dragic coming off the bench who could take over and score 30 points. Exactly. Yes, which, which is a big plus. And Jimmy Butler, this is the best year of his career. He's been fantastic. And you're, start, you're starting to see a little bit more of Jimmy Butler's uh, personality, too, in that uh, Michelob Ultra commercial where he's packing for, it looks like, the bubble, and he's drinking a Michelob Ultra. And he's uh, he's singing along with that Hall of Notes song, that Hall of Notes song. You're making my dreams come true. Yes, yes, it's like that. this is Jimmy Butler. Like you always think of Jimmy Butler, kind of like not really having the greatest sense of humor. Yeah, a little bit of a hard ass. Right. But yeah, I mean, he like, loves country music too. He, he grabbed the pair. He grabbed the, the pair last part you would think. Yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> but if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, like you have to make the finals this year. Yes, you have to you do have it. To. If you go out in the second round, you really got to start thinking about. Maybe blowing up a team. You're, you're, you got, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you got you to do something because Giannis is going to be gone if you guys don't do anything. If, yeah, if you yeah. keep squandering opportunities, Giannis is going to start looking elsewhere. Chris Milton's, I don't think Chris Milton is going to be enough. I don't think he is And the either. Lopez brothers, that's not enough help. And, and they've been good, but like you said, I mean, we're talking about the Lakers not having a third. Who, who's Milwaukee's third? They barely even have a second. They barely have a second, yeah, because Chris Milton's not always on. He's not always on. I mean, yeah, you've got Bledsoe. Yeah. Who's okay? Oh, he's okay, yeah. George Hill's okay. But what do you do if Giannis is having a bad night? He has a lot of or fouls. Or he fouls out. Or he fouls, yeah, which he's prone to do sometimes. Yeah, there are a couple times mm-hmm. where he should have fouled out and he didn't. Or he's not playing in the fourth quarter for a long time because yeah. he has five fouls. What are you going to do then? Yeah. 
Uh, one team that should definitely be blown up because it's just not working, and that's Philadelphia. Injury. I would, Sim, Simmons and Embiid, they, they are not playing well together. They look, like think, they, yeah. they look like they can't even stand each other. They've got they've got to blow that team up. If I'm the 76ers, I'm at the point where Embiid may have to be done with. He's, he, he has too many injuries. He's hurt now. Like, you can't rely so, on him at you all. Can't. No, and, and Simmons is hurt too. And the problem with Simmons is that he can't shoot. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. celebrating an NBA player making a three-pointer as if it was like a toddler ran out there Seriously, and shot a three-pointer, yeah. you've got problems. Because mm-hmm. that's what that's how it was at the very beginning of, of the NBA season. Ben Simmons would hit a three-pointer, and Twitter would go crazy. Oh, my God, Ben Simmons hit a three-pointer. <laughs> and then three he wanted to shoot like, one for the next 10 games. Like, what is like, going on? He's an NBA basketball player. He should be able to make a three-pointer. But they've been using him as point guard, too, which is the wrong position. They had him right playing power forward, but then he got hurt. Then he got it would hurt. Have been perfect. They should treat him like LeBron. Just you're going to bring the ball up sometimes, but it's not your main role. Yeah, and maybe like a crunch times or something exactly, like that. Yeah. We're going to have you bring it up, or if you get the rebound and you you see a play developing, mm-hmm. just then just go with it. But the, and then they have Al Horford. They gave Al Horford so much money, and he's been a bust. Yeah, well, Tobias Harris has been average. Al they, Horford. They went all in, and it's just not has not worked. I'm I'm, surpri- I'm a little surprised Al, Hor- Al Horford's still playing. Me too, because he's he's up there in the age. He's, he's getting not, there. He's, he's getting small, a little He's too. not very tall. He just has long arms, though. Yeah. Uh, Boston is a team that's interesting. You know, they're not very big. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about that one time, we were watching a play. I think they were big, playing the huh? Heat last week. Um, yeah, they're not big at all. You look at Kimball Walker. You're like, who's that? Who's who's that? Is that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Um, but I mean, and Jason Tatum, he had that, the, the first game was terrible, second game he was great, and then he's been terrible since. But when you think about the Celtics, is there anybody that really scares you? No. You go in that night like, man, we gotta lock him down or it's over. I mean, Tatum can. Can be, but not every night. But he's like not yet. consistent enough. Exactly. And Jalen Brown doesn't scare you. Jalen Brown does not scare you. Gordon Hayward is still kind of recovering from <laughs> I hope so. that horrific injury. He's looking injury. like he's done the way he's been playing. He has. I mean, like sometimes an injury like that, it takes more oh, than yeah. a year. Sometimes it takes two years before you're fully oh, yeah. healed. He can barely make a layup now. You can tell he's nervous. Oh, how could you not when be? When someone's behind him, he's always nervous about making a layup. I don't know how that could never be on the back of your mind every single time you jump. Jump and land. And landed. Him, Paul George, Derrick Rose. Uh, the, the kid from Louisville, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, uh, Ware? Kevin Ware. Kevin Ware. Yeah. How they're all not like that, I'll never know. Because I know I'd be like that. I would be saying no basketball for me. No. He's <laughs> so scared. What, what's, the, on one leg. what's the joke that Mike Greenberg always makes? If that was me, I would be wheeled to midcourt. I would call for the microphone. And I would announce my retirement right then and there. <laughs> I would too. That's it. I'm done. Oh, and then plus the rehab. People never think about that. Never that think process, about that. That pain. Did you, did you and watch? It back did you watch with that that thing on ESPN with Alex Smith? All that rehab yeah. that he had to do and the surgeries, and he's it's trying terrible. to come back. Yeah. And the what are you trying to prove, dude? And all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, I'd be done. Yeah, you, you've made plenty of money. You made you made your money. You know, like <laughs> you've been around. You, you are never going to go in the Hall of Fame. No offense. You were a good player in college. You were mm-hmm. an okay pro. But you're never going to go into the Hall of Fame. You're the replacement quarterback. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're, you're you're there until they get somebody better. You ever see? There's a it's a really bad movie. It's called Good Luck Chuck. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's I know. um um God, what's the guy's name? Dane Cook's in it. Yeah, I've heard of it, what I've it is is that he hooks up with these girls, and then the next guy that those girls meet are the ones that they end up marrying. <laughs> so they call him Good Luck Chuck. So he's basically like the Good Luck Chuck of the NFL. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, the he's 49ers draft it. you, and then they draft Kaepernick, and then they go on to the Super Bowl. Basically because you got hurt and you were ineffective. Right. So then you the, the 49ers stick with Cap, and then they trade you to the Chiefs, and then, then oh yeah, they just only... Step into the world of power loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Draft Patrick Mahomes. And you were good with the Chiefs. You, like they you won. just couldn't get them over the... You just couldn't get them over the... the playoff home. especially. Yeah. So then they're like, hey, thanks. Now you're going to Washington, <laughs> and then uh, then you almost lose your leg. And then they get Dwayne Haskins. And then they get, and then and the jury's out on Dwayne Haskins. God knows how if he's going to be good or bad. Right. No one knows. So anyway, NBA East. Who do you think is going to do it? Who's coming out? I said it last week. I think it's going to be the Miami Heat. Do you think I it's going to be the Heat? I think they have the best chances to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I, they, they know how to. They know how to go. They know how to guard Giannis, even though they're not the biggest. Their best defensive team. They got Jimmy Butler, who has who's all heart. They're going to collapse. They're going to make the other here's, players on Milwaukee beat. Them. Here's what the Heat have. The Heat. It's not like and when coaching. they had. It's like they, the Eric Spolstra Oof. is such an underrated coach yes. in the NBA that I don't even know where to begin. The Heat are kind of like the opposite of what they were when they had the big three. You had this great talent in LeBron yeah. and Wade and Bosh. Everybody was up real high, and then everybody else like real down to mm-hmm. the ground. Battier, even I mean Ray yeah, Allen is a Hall right. of Famer, yep. but he was on his last legs. But you, Battier, Haslam, Mike Miller, Ray Allen, elite, Udonis, shooter, elite you know. shooters. But I mean, like people who weren't exactly close, close to them as far as talent level mm-hmm. goes. Yeah, yeah. Now this team has got a bunch of players, and they're Scrappy. all kind of the same talent levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder. I mean, Butler's their best player. Don't get me wrong. And Bam Adebayo has been the most uh, improved player of the year. He he he's got all star written all over him. Perennial all star written way all over bigger him. than his size. Way Amazing. bigger than his size. And that's there's a reason why uh, the great Pat Riley was reluctant mm-hmm. to deal him on any uh, any trade yeah. scenario. He did that's not want to get rid of Bam. Whiteside is gone, and Bam is still there. Whiteside is gone because Whiteside is a malcontent. So, yeah, he was just he's nice. He doesn't fit this style of NBA. He doesn't, and he was starting to become a pain in the ass on and off the court. <laughs> yeah, he was. And the Heat didn't want to deal with them. So they're like, that's it, you're done. So they have a bunch of players that are all kind of like the same talent level. So whenever one goes to the bench, you bring another one on, you're not missing much. Mm-hmm. They're not superstars, but they're not bums. They're all kind of like all in the middle. And they know they have to play off of each other. Yeah. That's, and the, he, that's key. They, they, and here's the other thing, they too. They pass the ball so well. Ball movement is so key for them. And they're going to be in shape. Yeah, <laughs> with Miami Heat, you definitely are with the Miami Heat. With Pat, Riley, if you're going to play for Pat Riley, even though Pat Riley is not coaching, you're still playing for Pat Riley. I swear they measure your inches every week. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's kind <laughs> of like that point. scene. It's like that scene in um in Casino. Yeah, <laughs> where Robert De Niro is wearing is wearing all the dancers. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if Pat Riley is standing there on stage oh, and has them all kind of weigh in. <laughs> like, hey, right. you're looking a little big today. Yeah, man. why are you fat? <laughs> They'll bring in Doctor Now for my 600 pound line. Doctor Now is going to be like, why you eat so much? Why are you fat? 
That's pretty you ever watch that show? Oh man, yeah. That, that show's is, wild. It is. That doctor's ruthless though. He's ruthless, but he needs to be. Yeah, he's like, you only lost three pounds. What's wrong? With yeah. You? <laughs> like, here's what my favorite thing is. My favorite thing is is that okay, they go down there, they see the doctor, and they weigh in. And the doctor's like, okay, here's your diet. Here's what you need to do. Sandy. And then come back and see me in two months. So they'll come back in two months, and they'll either have gained weight or they've lost like 10 pounds when they're supposed to lose like 50. And the, the first thing they'll do is like, oh, that scale's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's I don't know what went wrong. The scale's, I did, wrong. Uh, the scale's, that scale's not working right. I did everything I was supposed to do. That scale's not right. <laughs> every time every time it cracks me up oh you're all like that you gotta watch the uh thousand pound twins oh i've seen that oh, one too that yeah the, the, oh. those girls from kentucky <laughs> they're crazy oh yeah they are it's they're like pony kind of... boo boo grown up <laughs> <laughs> they are and then like one of them was talking like she hooked up with some guy on the internet and was showing like her hickeys and i'm like oh oh that's that i didn't see that one I'm oh glad yeah it's a little it's a little much TLC's got so much trash. <laughs> they really do. 90 Day Fiance is another one, too. I'm oh, that on. one's crazy. That one's a good one. It's a good one. That one's fun to watch. It's funny. Did she the one on, on Monday night or Sunday night? I Sunday night. And this guy, he is Samoan. And his wife is Samoan, or she's like Samoan American. And they go, they live, they live in Utah, and they're going up to Washington State to visit his mom and his two sisters. Mm-hmm. And like apparently in Samoan culture is that when you visit your family, you give them money. I'm not talking about like 10, 20 bucks. Like she was wanting like a grand. And they, yeah, they barely had enough money to get there to, to, for the visit. <laughs> and then mom's wanting a grand. So they met in like some public square. And mom came running in to see her baby boy and planted a kiss on him that I like, this is your mom. I mean, it was. <laughs> this is weird. It was full and on the lips and it lasted a good 15, 20 seconds, I am not exaggerating. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. It was so weird. You said they went to Utah? Uh, they, oh, Washington they, State. From Utah to Washington State, but they're Samoan. Oh. It's still Utah. Still. That's, that's sad. <laughs> I'm not too surprised. <laughs> Man, Joe, slamming the state of Utah out of nowhere. I've never been. I heard it's beautiful. It is. It really is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it really, yeah. There's a lot of Mormons there. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where the, the birthplace of that religion is. There's gonna be a lot. It's, like, it's like going to Saudi Arabia and going, man, there's a lot of Muslims here. Yeah, I mean, it's the birthplace of the religion. There's going to be a lot there. What were we talking about? I'm not sure what we were talking about. This is why oh, we need East. Charlie. Miami Heat. Miami Heat. There you think go. it's going to be the Heat? I do. I mean, part of me kind of thinks it might be the Raptors, too, because they're like, look, no one is counting us to counting. Uh, you know, no one's expecting us to win. So they're a little like um, they're like the Cleveland Indians in Major League. So let's go out there and win the yeah, whole damn thing. Let's do it. Let's just go out there and do All it. All right. Especially since Kawhi le- left, everybody had them written off. Third yeah. best in the East is what everyone had them at. That's what I had them at. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not they're, far they're, off from the Bucks. At I'm, all. Like, I'm like they're clearly behind Milwaukee yeah. and Boston or Milwaukee and Philadelphia. You know, I didn't have the I didn't no give them a shot at all. But they're playing well. Well, who saw Siakam being what he was going to? That's yeah, true, right. too. Spicy P, no one saw that. And here's another thing. Like Kyle Lowry has never been a great playoff performer. He has mm-hmm. been good lately. You never know when he's going to regress with that. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. You never know. Yeah, just because you won the championship one year, you had Kawhi. You did that's have Kawhi. That's true. <laughs> when, when, when crunch time comes, I mean, maybe maybe something's changed, and now you've got that, that confidence that you That quote-unquote clutch gene that Skip Bayless is always talking about. Maybe you've <laughs> got that now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be. I think the East is going to be more entertaining than the West. Maybe. Maybe not the first round. Two rounds. I don't know. Like, like there's the the West has so many teams that could be wrecking balls. Like Dallas could be a wrecking ball. The Nuggets too. The Nuggets could be a wrecking ball too, and so could Portland. The way Damian Lillard's been playing. <laughs> Damian Lillard's been the best player in the bubble. But I feel like everybody thinks it's just going to be Lakers, Clippers. Maybe Rockets, if the Rockets can do something. Maybe. Rockets are probably a lot of people's third best option. Yeah, because they always seem to kind of like put mm-hmm. – Harden always seems to kind of like put it together when it comes to getting into the playoffs and making a run. It's just that when it's when it's uh, the uh, the uh, elimination game, yeah. it kind of disappears. But a lot of people, th- because they had that rest, that four months rest, and now they're in the bubble, maybe yeah. they won't phase, fizzle out from all that – Playing small ball. That, that's man, that's and, a lot and, of pounding, though. And all Hard, that small ball. Harden does not believe in um, in time management. Not at all. No. He's like, if I, he's I'm like, out there, I'm playing. Yeah. If I'm out there, I'm playing, and I'm playing 100%. I, like, there's no slowing down. And they're actually playing defense this year. Hard's, Harden's playing Play defense, defense this year. Yeah. We, we were, the first time we were talking about the Kardashians, that is one guy who, who was starting Ever to get since a little, let him go. He was right. starting to get a little mixed up with Chloe. And then he was like, I was noticing how people were commenting about every single thing. Like, there'd be a picture stressful. of us. Yeah. Be a picture of us on Instagram, and like, everything that I'm wearing is being picked apart. And he, like, he was like, no, I am it's done. Way too much stress. Way too much. Yeah. I Especially they have 180 million followers on Instagram. Like, that's, that's too much stress. Too much. <laughs> too much stress. <laughs> the funniest thing on Instagram, this was a few years ago when, uh, after Beyonce had her Lemonade album that came mm-hmm. out. And the HBO special. And talking about Becky with the good hair. Oh, yeah, everybody was trying to figure out who it was. And people were th- people were thinking that it was poor Rachel Ray when the woman's name was actually Rachel Roy, not Rachel Ray, the woman who has that uh, that cooking show or that daytime talk show. So yeah. you would go to you would go to Rachel Ray's you would go to Rachel Ray's Instagram page and there'd be a picture of a cake. And then all of Beyonce's fans going, <laughs> is that the cake that you cook for Jay-Z when you wrecked you know, Beyonce's marriage? You, you bah, 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 bah. That's funny. Oh, my, it was hysterical. <laughs> she Poor Rachel Ray couldn't post a picture of anything without oh, bees and lemons. Like, it just, all of Beyonce's fans just attacking her. It's like, really, yeah. you think it was Jay-Z yeah, and, and Rachel Ray, huh? Yeah, Jay-Z Really? He cheated on Beyonce for Rachel <laughs> with Ray. Rachel Ray. Right, guys. Come, yeah. on. Let's, let's, Come on, let's Beehive. Calm down. Nothing against Rachel Ray. I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but she's not Beyonce. No. Well, I mean, Tiger Woods was messing around with the Hooters waitresses. That's so. a good point. <laughs> he had a supermodel wife. Though. One of the funniest things that Howard Stern ever did was the was the Tiger Woods Mistress Beauty pageant. <laughs> I can see. That was one of the funniest things that Howard Stern ever did. He found these three women that all had affairs with Tiger Woods. It was a Tiger. It was the Tiger Woods Mistress was Beauty it close pageant. Race? It was pretty close. Yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, let's head to the phone lines and John joins us. John, how are you? Hey, I got. Hey, I like you guys' question uh, there. Hey, I like it when uh, Charlie's there. He stirs it up, but I can't ever hear what you guys are saying because he, he, you're trying to outshout him and he's trying to outshout, outshout you. You know, I, you know, outshout you guys. So I, I don't know. Sometimes I can't hear what you guys are talking about. But hey, anyway, uh, this uh, what what is this uh, this? Do you think this rush to open sports was that? You think that was put by pressure of Donald Trump to get all these sports open? So they can, I don't know what the whatever in, in disregard to to the players' uh, players' help. Well, he seems to be, he seems yeah. to be making a pretty big push for college football, 
And yeah. especially the Big Ten, mm-hmm. because the Big Ten is the region of the country that if he, he wants needs. to win re-election, he needs. That's Pennsylvania, that's Ohio, that's Michigan, that's Wisconsin. So he is, he was really pushing for the Big Ten to somehow get their season done. They say they're not going to play until the spring. I don't yeah. to be I'll, to be honest with you, John. I have no idea what's going to change between now and the spring. Why the <laughs> exactly. springtime suddenly it's going to be so yeah. much easier to play football? And then it hasn't ask- been easy in the summer. No, and it's well, hotter in the summer well, than it is. And, the spring. Then you're asking these kids to play two football seasons in one year, and I, I don't know More injuries. Well, well, I want to follow up with this guy. Uh, listen, uh, I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm just saying, what, was was the rush to open up these major league sports like baseball? Was that brought on by the president of statements, or that was that just uh, was that something that they were like uh, pushed into getting it open as soon as possible without all anything? You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they had some plans in place, but obviously it's not working. And one more thing: uh, if this virus is going to survive in winter, in summer, whatever, what are the chances of even playing a full full league, uh, full season in sports in the next three years? I mean, it's going to be always being mm-hmm. interrupted. You got borders being shut down by countries. I mean, how long are you going to have hub cities? And pretty soon, what are you going to do with these arenas sitting there empty? I mean, you got you got to. I mean, all the renovations the Blues paid for, mm-hmm. or the city. What are you going to do with all the money now? You had all these, you know, wrestling and all these other contests coming in, and whatever WWE. You know, what is that football that failed? The Rock Bottom. What is that? The league they just bought. Uh, oh, the XFL. XFL. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you, you had all. I mean, the downtown was humming. You, you go there now. You, I mean, you're lucky. If someone sees you down there, even a robber might not see you. There's no one down there. It's a Uh Great questions, John. Um, yeah, it's it's scary. Like as far as who's okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pushing these sports leagues to reopen. Right. I, don't, I don't think. Money. Money. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 Advertising it, it, dollars. Money, money, Absolutely. money, money. I don't think. Um, Politics yeah. has gotten involved in it, but I don't think it's the main force that's pushing it. No. Maybe I don't think a so little either. bit in certain college sports. College, college definitely. definitely. I think so. Some some governors are probably pressuring some schools to open up. Oh stay yeah, open. because absolutely. I, I'll be, if you if, want that. You want that funding that you need. You better stay open. Yeah. If if, if Mizzou cannot have a football season, then I have no idea what's going to happen with that college. I mean, I don't think it's going to fold. But some things Funds are a lot of programs. Some yes, some things <laughs> are going to fold. Uh-huh. And maybe fine arts programs that are yeah. going to fold. Other sports are Spring going to time, fold. How good is that softball team going to be? Exactly. I mean, there may <laughs> there may be some sports there that are no longer going to be yeah. there because they didn't have a football season. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, President Trump really wants like the Big Ten to have their season because that is a reach of the country that he needs uh, to mm-hmm. to vote for him if he wants to win re-election. Um, and his so, base wants. People to open up, wants things to open up, wants people to not Absolutely. have to wear masks. Yeah, well, and here's all the that. thing. So he's he's pushing it's, it, and it's not just him. Everybody wants everything to open yeah. up. <laughs> exactly. Everybody wants. No one is cheering for this virus to continue. No one's continuing for the for everything to, to. No one wants everything to stay the same as is right now. No one wants that. Trust me. I keep hearing about how oh the media wants this, the media wants yeah, that. I'm like, well, you, you know, doing? the media has been extraordinarily right. busy so far. We want the, sports. <laughs> so so far, the the media has created this pandemic. 
in right. order to shut down the economy, and then they're they're shutting down professional sports. They're rooting for the pandemic to continue, so professional sports won't play. And all the while, they're they're providing cover for this pedophile ring that seems to be around every corner too. Yeah, I mean the media is that quite a year, and they're doing this all just so they can push the Black Lives Matter movement. Exactly, <laughs> you, you figured it out, Joe. It's amazing how pe- how people think the media is just this whole big powerful monolith where they've been just affected as everybody else when it comes to this thing. I know people in the media who have been furloughed, people who have lost yes. jobs <laughs> because of this. Why, if, if you if you're losing money and if you're losing your job, why would you continue that? Why would you cheer for this to, to continue? Makes no it sense. makes no it's sense. So hard to find something to talk about sports wise, especially. Oh, why would yes. you not want sports why to be around? Why would you not want it to happen? <laughs> it, it doesn't make it makes None. no sense to me, Joe. None. Um, as far as like you know the, the buildings and all that, it's not just Enterprise Center and yeah. Bush Stadium. I'm worried about the local bars, local bars, Garms, restaurants, uh, Del Mar Hall, uh, the pageant. All these concert places. Here's another thing to you. Like if, if you really like certain bands, or they're not like big, huge, enormous bands like Metallica uh, or U2 or people who are like, you know, Jay-Z and Snoop uh, who, who've made their money and they're going to be fine. But if you like some of these smaller artists. Yeah, it could be the Dirty Mugs, yeah. friends of the show. It could be Fight the Dirty Doctors, Mugs. Yeah, yeah it, it could be just like one of my favorite bands, Rival Sons. They're, I mean, uh-huh. they're not huge bands. They count on touring for revenue to, to in order to, to yeah, in order to pay rent and buy groceries and normal shit that normal stuff that we do. If, if you can't tour, they can't do that. Nothing. So why would why would the media cheer for that to happen? <laughs> why would they want it to happen? No one seems to be able to answer that for me. Other than to say I'm right and I told you so, that makes no sense. But yeah, I, I mean, hopefully by then they'll have a vaccine. Now, uh, Putin is saying that they have a vaccine. Now, whether or not you trust uh-huh. that, that's up to you. And then you hear what America saying that they hacked, they hacked a whole bunch of different countries to come up I've with a vaccine that. first. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> hey, whatever. If it works, it works. If it works, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care either. If it works, it they works. can take all the credit that they want. <laughs> But I mean, is it, it legit? It, That's what I want to know. Yeah, and apparently Putin is putting this vaccine in his own daughter. So if he's willing yeah, to do that, that. Mm-hmm. and hopefully it was that, and he didn't like just inject her with like some saline solution, and it was nothing. Would you be surprised? No, <laughs> I, do not, I do not. Trust, I do not trust. I do not trust former Vladimir KGB Putin. No. no way. I do not trust any of the Russians. Person I do trust is Baby O. Baby O, how are you? And how are you feeling? I'm feeling well. I'm glad I'm trusted. Well, the one thing about it. <laughs> If uh, if Putin has a vaccine, you believe me, the president is all for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> he already has a problem. Yeah, he'll, he'll, they're buddies. Remember, that'll be the October. Oh, yeah. su- that'll be the October surprise, and he'll find some way to make it seem like it was him and Ivanka in the basement of the White House that put it together. <laughs> it was them and like you know, like one Breaking of, Bad. Yeah, it was like one of them and one, and one of those like one of those junior science te- one of those junior science kits that like you buy like you yeah. know for for like a teenage yeah kid. right. And they put all the, all these chemicals together, and they're the ones who came with the vaccine uh, for for COVID nineteen. <laughs> you know, getting a, getting off topic for for a minute. Of course, I know you you guys are familiar with the classic for Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yes, yes. There is a video mm-hmm. of these two, these, these, these two black teenagers. They're fourteen years old. They had. They they told him to listen to this song. They had never heard the song before, mm-hmm. and they were just trying to get the reaction from it. Mm-hmm. 
when they get to the part where Phil Collins does hits that drum, I tell you, you should see their reaction. It is classic. And they, 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 they start high-fiving each other. And this guy said, we've been sleeping on this song all these years. Baby O. That's good. That's Baby O, there, there are all kinds of videos on YouTube that are like that. All kinds. They're my favorite kinds of videos to watch on YouTube or, or reaction videos. Yeah, this this was actually on the it was actually on the news on the news. I heard about it when I saw. And I, I I've been meaning to watch it. It's I just awesome. haven't gone to YouTube and see to see it. But after after uh, Neil Peart died, there is a great drum solo of his from a concert in Frankfurt, Germany, from like 2013, 2017, mm-hmm. something like that. It's just it's just Neil uh, Peart doing a drum solo and watching people who like you know know how to play the drums or like the drums. Watching them react to that drum solo was was <laughs> one of my favorite things to watch because I mean he's an octopus. He was probably yeah. the greatest and, drummer ever. And I'm sure those headphones these kids were wearing were, were some pretty good ones. Oh, sure. Yeah, they're, they're the top yeah, line yeah. beats or JBL or Yeah, they were they they worth a little they worth a little five dollar earbuds you could get from, from Family Dollar. Oh no. <laughs> I mean but, I mean you should I mean they just their faces just lit up just listening to the song. It's it's classic. And you I, know, I wanna you know, but touch on a couple of things. First of all, on Major League Baseball. You know, mm. these you know, Major League Baseball is so progressive. They decided they would um uh, got their playoffs already ironed out. We we're gonna play in a couple of bubble cities. They got that all together, their proposal. They can't even get the season finished properly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're worried about playoffs. They're worried about yeah, yeah they're right. worried about But I mean if you think about it, the only team that's really been you know, messing up the Kool-Aid, I hate to say it, has been our Cardinals. I yeah. mean, everybody, other than the Marlins, they had a little bit of a hiccup. But they it wasn't added, this many games. No, not this many games. They really haven't had any sense. No other team has been as bad as the Cardinals. Nope. I mean, it is I, It is a little bit of an embarrassment, I think, to a little bit of a damage to the reputation of the Cardinals because they seem to be like this this buttoned-up, well-run organization. Model I, franchise I, of the National League. Yeah. yeah. It's the like Cardinal Yankees, way. American League, and it's the Cardinals in the National League. Exactly, yeah. I mean, when it comes to this COVID, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's it's out of everybody's control. Mm-hmm. But you and don't you know see you don't Matt, see anybody else. You don't see any other teams that were like this. Matt, I was listening to John Mozeliak, and you know, you know Mozeliak, you know, you know he, you know he has a way of manipulating the media mm-hmm. in oh, St. Yeah. Louis. You know, they He's basically out of his hand. He basically he admitted he basically admitted they don't know what to do. You know, when I heard Mozeliak say that. I knew this thing was serious because, you know, because, you know, he's a, he's a kid, you know, he could, you know, he could tell the media that it's on a sunny day that it's raining and they would all run for their umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> and he just said, you know, he said, we've tried everything. He said right now. And, 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 you know, and I put on my Facebook page the other day, I said, the problem with this is when you're in a locker room, you got not one, you have seven people that were infected with this. And, you know, the incubation period of this virus, you know, could last for a while. So there may be more Cardinals who, in the, who, who are exposed, who may end up, who may end up testing positive within the next couple of weeks or so. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Like when, when, uh, when they, said that, they said that Lane Thomas caught Just, it. Yeah, like I'm like, how three Lane, days are, ago. <laughs> yeah, are they supposed to all be in quarantine? How is he catching it? Yeah, and the thing about it is, and I mentioned it, and I mentioned, like I mentioned y'all show when it first came out. I said the problem, although problem is, 
you know, sports, they don't do protocol. They quarantine the people who are tested positive and just replace them. Everything else is the same. All the other players, you know, they didn't play, you know, like if, 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 I, if I get into my house, Everybody in my household has to be quarantined, yeah. whether they're mm-hmm. tested positive exactly. or not, just to make sure. Sports is not like that. You just replace the you just replace the moving parts, and and you know they, they they didn't follow that. You know none of the sports teams follow that, and and I'm surprised the Marlins, not me, the Marlins have more had them have caught it, especially down in COVID Central down in Miami. I mean, who would be surprised that the somebody from the Marlins would catch COVID? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, like right. you said, they're, they're, they're down there with running, the ground zero. Running. It's easy to go to the beach. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> mean, I heard, I heard Colin yeah. Coward say this. He goes, it's, it's kind of easy to stay in the hotel room in St. Louis and Cincinnati. But you're telling these kids to stay in the hotel room when they're in Miami yeah, and New York and L.A. Difference. It's a little bit of a different story. But they're actually yeah. doing but, it compared know, yeah. to. You know, on, on college football, if I'm, if, if I'm fields from Ohio State and they're talking about playing in the spring, I'm sitting out. Same with Trevor Lawrence. Yep, yep. I'm not playing. Not playing. You know, the first thing, you know, you can't, you know, football is a very physical game. We all know that. You're talking about a college player playing in the spring. Then he's got to turn, because if everything is, gets back to normal by next summer, he's got to turn right back around a month or two later after the draft and start and start getting the rigors of training camp. Uh, the body That's of a nineteen crazy. and twenty year old in a physical game like football can't take can't take that kind of punishment. You're right. You know you need you know the NFL players need a couple of months rest after the, after the exactly. season is over with. So you know if I'm a you know if I'm a guy who's guaranteed to be a first or second round pick and they're talking about playing in springtime, no, no, coach, you could have this one. I'm sitting this one out because you, you know, you got to prepare yourself for the future. And like you guys said earlier, there's no guarantee mm-hmm. that this virus thing is going to change much by, by by April, by April or May or whatever, whatever they decide to play. It worked out for Nick Bosa. You're right. He said out <laughs> midseason, said I'm yeah, done. He did. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Got a little minor injury <laughs> scare. He said, I'm done. Could you let's think about this for a second? Let's say the ACC and the SEC and the Big Twelve all decided they're going to play. But they're like, hey, you know what? Let's get like Ohio State and let's see if Michigan, if they want to play, and we'll just find some way in Notre Dame. Uh-huh. And we'll just find some way to make like this one big, huge mess of college football between those three schools, the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12. I think we'd be okay That'd with that. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you know, but, I think, but I think once once the lawyers stepped in, this That's thing is what With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tied up with, with contracts and everything from the Big, big Ten and all this kind of mess. Well, no. And it's, then it's, what would happen? It's all about liability. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, Players don't want to sign their liability, this. but the... Well, this college is like you need to sign a liability because we don't want all these lawsuits if you get sick. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, let's say this, let's, let's say one of these offensive linemen they get the COVID or whatever, they go out there and they drop dead, and yeah. the family turns around and they sue the school. That's exactly what was going to mm-hmm. happen. And you know, and what's going to happen? Say, if Ohio State, you know, who's going to be a powerhouse next year, what if they happen to make it to the national championship game and get all this money? Yeah, you think those other Big Ten schools aren't going to go after some of that money? You're right. Yeah, I, I just definitely. think I just think legally, I think by the time the I think by the time the lawyers and stuff get all wrapped up in this and the Big Ten conference, you know, they're going to want a piece of the pie and all this kind of mess. So it, it sounds good. I would I would love to see Ohio State and Alabama play. <laughs> be fun, baby. Yo, thanks for the sure. call. We got to take a break, and then coming up on the side, we're going to be talking to Howard Balzer, longtime NFL reporter. Plenty to talk about with the NFL as training camp. Unlike any other training camp we've ever seen before, starts to open up around the NFL. Let's hope there's going to be an NFL season. This should be a time where we start thinking about training camp and fantasy and stuff like that. Here comes the drums. <laughs> Waiting for the drums. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the Charlie Tuna Show right here on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. More after this. The Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I'd like to thank George Clinton and Parliament for being the house band tonight. For me and Joe Davis, we are live from the Schnook Studios. If you're wondering where uh, the legend is, Charlie Tuna, he is on the IR today. He's day-to-day with a knee injury. <laughs> trying to prove how young he is. Has the Todd Gurley. He's got a Todd Gurley injury. <laughs> Trying to prove that he's Lance Armstrong on a bicycle. <laughs> and look where it got him. Needs a couple shots. Needs a couple of shots. Needs a couple of cornerstone <laughs> shots. That's what happens when you get older. Trust me. I got bursitis in both my shoulders. I would, I would kill ah. for some cornerstone shots he's right gonna now. He's going to be calling Dr. Rick for a house visit. Oh, I'm telling you what, man. <laughs> Especially my my uh, uh, my left shoulder is getting really bad. Mm. Someone who knows what it's like to be in pain, because I'm sure he's an animal in the gym, is the great Howard Balzer. I've seen Balzer in the gym. I know what he's like, man. He's intimidating. 
You don't want to mess that? with the, you don't want to mess with the H man. How about that? <laughs> you can hear him. You can hear him on the Hall of Fame show on uh, on the NFL Channel on SiriusXM, and you also follow him on Twitter at hballser seven two one. Howard, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing well. So is that that's is that real? That Charlie got hurt. Yeah, riding, he, the, riding the bike. Riding the bike. <laughs> he called me was today. It, he was called it a stationary bike. <laughs> I had no idea. No, actually, it's not. He actually bought a bike. Oh, to okay. go ride. He, he yeah. was talking about how he was going to buy one and go on the Katy Trail and ride it. So. Wow. Yeah, that's what it is. Because you know the great uh, the great Simon Cowell of American Idol and now America's Got Talent fame. I think uh, not. No, I think I know he like broke a bone in his back in a in a biking accident over the weekend. So people gotta be wow. careful out there, man. If gotta you, be careful out there. If you do those trail bike ridings, like you know, in in, um, in some of these state parks around St. Louis, yeah, you better wear a helmet and you better uh, protect yourself. Yeah, no question, no, no doubt, no doubt about it. So. Yeah, so Charlie's on on the IR. He is at on the IR day to day with a knee injury. At le- yeah, at least it's not the uh, COVID uh, IR list like it, the NFL. Has. That is so that is true. Thing. He is or he the is, Cardinals or the Cardinals or the Cardinals or the Marlins. Yeah, he is he is not down with the Rona. He is, he is perfectly healthy from that. He's just got a little bit of a knee injury. And I'm, I'm sure he'll be back soon. Um, but speaking of the coronavirus, uh, Howard, we've got two major college football conferences that are calling it a season. They're going to maybe try in the spring with the Big Ten and the Pac-12. What kind of impact is this going to have on the NFL? Well, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question, and especially if we see more conferences doing it. Obviously, we've had a lot of the, you know, we're talking about the Power Five ones now, but a lot of the non-Power Five conferences are not going to be playing, and so we've seen players who had decided to opt out anyway, and had figured, no, I'm not taking a chance. I'm just going to start working out for the draft and declare for it. The big question is if teams truly not only try, but actually end up playing. If there is college football in the spring, then what does the NFL do about the draft? Obviously, it's also a question, uh, and I know Urban Meyer came out with a comment today and said, this spring football is not going to happen. That's ridiculous. Well, because if you play in the spring, when's your next season? Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> I mean, play are you going to have these kids play two football seasons in, in, in one year? No, yeah, you can't do that. And so then, then, what, then you're going to wait for the next spring, and then all of a sudden you become a spring sport. So it seems to me like that makes absolutely no logical sense at all. Unless, it's, of course, it is a shortened season because you're going to play only conference games. But still, it's not that short. I mean, if you're usually playing 12 and now they're talking about playing 10, I mean, that's not that much of a difference. And, and what's the point? I mean, yeah, I know it's money and all that, but and I don't know how many, you know, what, what will the fans be like and all those things, TV, I mean, to me, there's there's so many factors in this that scream desperation that you're better off probably just saying, "Hey, we're not playing this year," and then just you know hope everything's okay for 2021 or 2022. Actually, so uh, no, it would it would be 2021 in the fall. So, sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know. You know, the other the other aspect of it is is will the NFL now assuming that they're going to be able to go forward. And the one thing I will say as I digress just for a moment is that in the last, let me see now, since Friday, so we're talking about five days, the NFL has had six players go on the reserve COVID list. Only six. Now there's been 107 total or 108, something like that, somewhere in there, but only six in the last, you know, five days. So they've got this at least for what they're doing protocols and, in, within the facility and all those things, 
they've got it pretty well handled for that. Obviously, the big question is, now they're on the field this week doing OTAs. They're going to be on the field next week in pads. And how is that going to play out when you're now on the field and getting closer to players? Obviously, what they're hoping for with all the testing they're doing is that they have all these you know, players that don't have it then there's not a problem going on mm-hmm. the field if no one has it. So you're not going to be transmitting it. The issue is, of course, if, you know, if you don't have it one day, or let's say, let's say on a day like t- any day, let's pick today. Players are tested today. Then they go home. Then they go, then they come back for practice tomorrow morning. They don't have the, they don't have the result of yesterday's test yet. Then they take another test. But suppose that player was positive either from today's test or got it from somewhere they went or at home or whatever after going home. Well, they're going to be out on the field potentially spreading it to players when they don't know they have it. That's the concern, obviously. That's the worry. But that's why we have to let it play out to see how it's going to go. But I think in college it was a, it was a different situation of expecting players that, A, they, you know, they might not be they, – they might be the only ones on campus in some places mm-hmm. – and and so that is totally saying that this whole charade of the student athlete is 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 totally totally out the window. But then you have players going, okay, what what am I? Why am I playing? You know, it's not like the NFL. I mean, those are jobs, and obviously college football is big money. But there, you're you're asking players to, um, you know, to risk risk themselves and risk all that. And yeah, you can say, well, a lot of certain number of these guys are playing for an NFL career. But what's the percentage? I mean, when you think about it, I mean, how many players are playing college football every year and a huge percentage never have a chance to even get into an NFL training camp? Sure. What's, what, what's, you know, what's more actually make a team? So I don't know. It, it just seems to me like this whole, the whole spring aspect of it is crazy. Like I said, what does the NFL do with the draft? But the other thing is if there's a lot less college football in the fall and maybe none, is the NFL then – going to take some of those games mm-hmm. scheduled for Sunday and flip them the Saturday. They'd be smart. And, yeah, and have and have like a triple header every Saturday. You know, a game Eastern time, you know, well, what usually starts on Saturdays here, 11 a.m., noon, mm-hmm. yeah. in the East, you know, whatever time you want to pick, you have a game at that window, a game around four, and then, and then a primetime game in the evening. And so, yeah, you, you kind of water down Sunday a little bit during the day, but you're creating three standalone national games mm-hmm. on Saturday when you're not competing against you know much of anything else. And and, so that'll be real interesting to see if, if this plays out in, the, in college the way it's appearing, what the NFL will do in that regard. And Joe brought up a good point, too. Just move those Thursday night games and move those all just move all those to Saturday. Get rid of the Thursday night game, move all of them to Saturday. And then what I would do too is that if you're not going to have a college football season, all those broadcast teams and all those journalists that are co- you normally covering college football on Saturday, just freelance them and have them cover the NFL on Saturday and then stick with your normal broadcast team and normal journalists on Sunday. Well, you could, but you don't have to do that because they have crews already hired for the NFL. And if you move games from Sunday to Saturday, then the guys that's are going to do those games don't have a game, you know. So I, I would think they would stick with that. I don't. I don't. I can see your point a little bit on moving the Thursday night game, but they like that in terms of you know it's a it's the only thing, it's a it's a weekday night. It's a Thursday, and you know Saturday. Now, granted, our society is different now. Obviously, in terms of you know Saturday night's always been a difficult prime time night 
on television because of the Saturday night. A lot of people go out, but obviously a lot less people are going out anymore. And so, but I, I would stick, like I said, I would stick with the Thursday night because now you've got primetime games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, that's and pretty that's, good. Yeah, that, that, that is pretty, what is it? Gosh, that's <laughs> you know, four, four of the seven days. How <laughs> um, is another thing too, like, if these universities weren't so dependent on college football for bringing whatever percentages of revenue that they bring in, we really wouldn't be having this much of a conversation about whether or not these kids are playing in the fall. This is all about how these, these football programs fund not just like the sports programs, but the other parts of the university, too. These colleges maybe starting to start thinking about other forms of revenue. Good point. And that's what I was going to bring up as you were saying that. it's not Everyone says, well, you know, it's a money grab, it's revenue, all, all the money these – schools make off these players and obviously to a degree that's true but what i think like you said matt what a lot of people forget and don't take into consideration is that the revenue from football and basketball basically not only not only gets funneled into the rest of the university it supports virtually all the other sports that that don't bring in a whole lot of revenue and, and basically if you just stood them alone they lose money uh, now granted they don't have the scholarships and all that but you know that's kind of paper money it's not real money out the window. And so, you know, all, all those other sports, whether, you know, whichever, women's sports, men's sports, whatever, wrestling and, and all these things, then that, that's going to have a huge negative effect on those uh, with the revenue not being there. And then you wonder, not only, you know, this year there might not be a lot of those sports in the fall anyway, but what, what is the ramifications for the following year? When, well, because that, that's a lot of times that's really where, the revenue loss is felt. Yeah, it's felt while you're going, but it's also affecting future budgets. And so that's got to be scary and of concern, obviously, to all these other, these other college students that are, that are participating in all those other sports, wondering how that's going to be supported. Howard, without any mini camps and without OTAs and now just the way that teams are conducting these training camps was unlike anything that's ever been seen before. If you're a team that's got a new head coach or if you've got a new quarterback, whether or not it's Teddy Bridgewater or it's Joe Burrow, you're really behind the eight ball when it comes to the other teams that have the same coach and have the same quarterback from the season before, correct? Oh, no question. And it's teams with a new head coach. It could be a team that has the same head coach with a new quarterback or a new coordinator, an offensive coordinator, or whatever it might be. And while they'll still be doing, they're still doing the things that they normally did, right, and right now, this week, they're in OTAs, but it's four days, four days of OTAs. When during the spring in, in May and early June, you have nine, nine or ten OTA days plus three minicamp days. So your 12 has been cut back to four. Then starting next week, they start putting the pads on, and they're only allowed to have 14 padded practices uh, going from August 17th up, up until the, uh, the weekend of the cut to 53. So that's... Now, granted, there is there is a little bit of there is somewhat of a minor advantage, which is interesting, with not having games, because once you get in after the first two weeks of training camp in a normal year, which is pretty much all practice with maybe a couple days off, and you know during that, once you get into the game routine, you're missing a lot of days, and you don't get a lot of continuity because uh, you're not you're not really you're not practicing the day before a game, you're not practicing the day after a game. Obviously, you're playing a game the day of, and if you're traveling. Then, you know, that factors into it in terms of having to travel a day uh, before the game. So now you can go through at least that three week period in a pretty consistent basis 
with some off, off time sprinkled in of practice. So you can catch up a little bit there in terms of what you're behind. But there's no doubt. Now, you know, all, all these guys, they were in the, the, Zoom, the virtual meetings throughout the offseason. So they did get a feel for and begin to be able to learn, at least in their mind, the plays and get comfortable with that. However, we all know or should know that it's a whole lot different learning it than then going out on the field and doing it. And, and so that's what's so important in the offseason about the OTA, OTAs and all that. You have an OTA, it's only been an hour and a half, but then you're in the film room after watching it, and then, uh, the, the, you know, the next day you have another meeting before the OTAs, and you're going over stuff, and then you go out in the field, and you put it out there immediately. Well, they didn't have all any of that during the offseason. But, so, so again, as I mentioned, you missed about 12 practices. Now, during minicamp, sometimes they work on the field a couple times during minicamp, so let, let's call it 14. So you're, you're missing about 14 practices on the field that you would normally have. And so, yeah, I would, I would think that those, those teams with, and with new QBs, new head coaches, all that, they're going to be somewhat uh, behind the eight ball. And they're going to have to be catching up and, and hope that, you know, everybody gets, to, gets on the same page. And then you throw in the rookie quarterback. I mean, look, yeah. I mean, we, have rookie, we have rookie quarterbacks that are in places Let's see. We got Cincinnati, same coach. Miami, same coach. I don't think Herbert, you know, Herbert's going to play with the Chargers, but, uh, but, uh, but they have the same coach. And so at least those rookie quarterbacks in those situations are coming to teams that, uh, that are, you know, have the same head coach. But still, a rookie learning all this in a short time. I go back a lot of times and remember 2011, the year of the lockout. Mm. And of course, that year there were no offseason meetings either. Uh, there was nothing that year because the players were locked out. But that was the year 2011 that Blaine Gabbert was drafted, what was it, I think, was it 11th overall, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. uh, by Jacksonville. And I remember Jack Del Rio coming out and saying, he's not going to play. You know, he's not playing this year. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, David, you know, they cut David Garrard before the season started. I think their other guy, was, I think their other guy might have been Luke McCown, of all people. I think you're right. And, and, and then he stumbled and caught, and all of a sudden they put, they put, they put Blaine in in like week three or somewhere about there. And he was nowhere close to being ready to play in an NFL game, having just starting to learn the stuff when training camp opened. So that was really, uh, I think, really unfair to him. And, uh, you know, you'll never know how much that affected his career and being thrown mm-hmm. out there way too soon. So, so with these rookie quarterbacks, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, how how it all goes, but at least again, at least they did have that off season. Uh, you know, at least they did. They were able to do the Zoom meetings and all that in the off season, so they're not they weren't coming into in cold for this training camp work. Uh, Howard, with the lack of practice for these teams, how how much disparity do you, do you think will be created between the good teams and the not so great teams? Well, and I, th- I think a lot of times there's always disparity there, and and and. You know, I think a lot depends on how it starts out because I think even, even the good teams most likely are going to be, and this happens in any year, uh, when, uh, you know, you still don't have a tremendous amount of work in the preseason and, and you're, you're really being careful with your veterans in training camp and they're not playing much in those games anyway. And so you see, so I think you see some spotty play at the beginning of the season anyway, even in teams that are good, especially on offense. And so, we can see that. I would, I would suspect we'll see that in the beginning of the year and maybe see it for a little longer uh, than normal. Uh, and so, but, you know, but I do, I do think that, uh, yeah, if, if you're not very good, 
and then you get off to a bad, a, a tough start, and you're having some issues, then then it could be really, really tough on them uh, to you know get through the season. And then the one thing we know about the NFL is that you have. I mean, I remember that one Cardinal season was it was it two was it two thousand. Now, maybe not six. Whatever year it was, it might have been six when they when they won eighty three games in the regular season, got into the postseason, ended up going to the World Series. They yeah. had three losing streaks. Two thousand six. Yeah, the team was terrible. Yeah, and now now granted, eighty three games should never get you in the postseason, so it's not like it was a real good year. But at least it was over five hundred. And 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 they had, as I recall, three losing streaks of seven games yes, or more. They yeah, the they were bad during the season. And, well, and it shows you can come back from that. You have a three or four game losing streak. It also is tough start in the NFL. It's Over. almost impossible to dig out of that hole and have and have any shots. So that's what's going to be very very intriguing is how the beginning of this season goes, and especially if you start getting some positive tests from guys, and all of a sudden some players aren't available. Is it, this is just going to be a roller? I have a feel this is going to be a roller coaster ride all year. And then who knows? I mean, the biggest question of all when we talk about the virus and, and all that, is what happens when the flu season comes yeah. around. Yeah. And so some, somebody's got a little cold. Yeah, they get a little cold. Maybe they got a little fever. They've got this or that. And you don't know if it's the flu or COVID. Now, obviously, you have to be testing everybody, and you'll, and you'll find out. But and there's, there's going to be a lot of being, trying to be on top of that in terms of not, not really knowing. And it's probably more of an issue in, in society. Because you know, it's amazing when you just add it up. How many tests that these teams are doing on a daily basis, and they're doing you know a lot of them are the quick tests where you get the ants, you know, you get the results right away because they're paying a private company to do it. You know, do the math. It's not just eighty players; it's twenty, you know, fifteen, twenty coaches. I mean, every every staff member on every team that's anywhere around the players at any time, PR guys, whatever it is, they're all being tested every single day. Add that up to the number of tests that is. Then I look at society, and all of a sudden, when the flu starts coming around, and I don't, you know, unless unless there's some kind of national way to, to get everybody on the same page and be ready for this, that could be a true disaster. But then again, we know it's all going to just disappear. <laughs> We're going to wake up one morning; and it's just all going to be gone, like a bad yeah, dream. Gone, just like the flu. <laughs> yeah, just like the flu disappears every year. Yeah, right? Of course, but yeah, it does disappear, and then it yeah. comes back. Hello, <laughs> it comes back, maybe in a little different form, maybe a different strain, whatever it is. But it comes back every year. Anybody who's, who actually believes that this, you know, and there's been other coronaviruses, but none with the, the contagious aspect, correct? Uh, that 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 this has mostly for asymptomatic people. I got an argument on Twitter. The other guy, they were the guys. Well, there's no different flu. Flu's contagious too. I said, well, yeah, flu's contagious. Basically, when you have the symptoms. And you have all that, and then you're too close to someone, and they and and you spread it with them. But when you're spreading it without symptoms and don't know you have it, that is what separates this from anything else. And it's amazing to me how people can still spout nonsense that either aren't paying attention or just don't want to pay attention. The one thing that this pandemic has taught me is that I had no idea. I knew so many people who were medical doctors and constitutional law professors. <laughs> suddenly everybody knows so much about medicine and what their rights are in the Constitution and everything else. I was just amazed that I was surrounded by such intellect the entire time. I had no idea. Exactly. <laughs> and, remember, and remember, children are immune. Yes, they never get and, it. Come and, on. And, 
and, and you know, and, and then you see something yesterday where it, it's up 90% in children over like the month of July. And there's an obvious, simple explanation for it. During the period when schools shut down and a lot, and a lot from March, you know, through whenever, you know, adults were the ones who were going to the essential jobs and having to go places and do all that. A lot of them weren't able to, obviously, but it was adults that were out and about doing this and doing that. How many kids were? You know, ki- kids weren't going places. Kids weren't around a lot of people. So that, that's why a lot of them weren't getting it. And so now they're getting it. Uh, oh, and you, and you can't spread it either. Yeah, that's, that's another good one. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just mind-blowing that you would have this amount of ignorance and I call it the hashtag eyes wide shut of something that is a health issue for an entire country and yet it's being played with as if it was no big deal because some people want to win an election. It's just it's just it's it's just phenomenal to me. Howard Balzer from the uh, from the Hall of Fame show on Sirius XM on the NFL channel and following the Arizona Cardinals for SI.com. You can follow him on Twitter at HBalzer721. Howard, last week when we had you on, I was talking about the Saints and how they were starting their own bubble. They just rented out a hotel and yeah. they just put everybody in there. Now I'm seeing that some teams are kind of like doing that on their own. Just the players are doing it. It looks like the Cowboys are doing that. Are you going to maybe start, or are we going to start seeing more and more of this going along with the NFL teams? Are going to be like, you know what, we're just going to, we're just going to quarantine ourselves. I think I th- we've been seeing a, we've been seeing a certain amount of it anyway, and the way I understand it, it's now just becoming more public. But I'm, I'm fairly certain all teams have had options for, I mean, all, the rookies who don't have anywhere to leave, live yet anyway, they're all in a hotel mm. anyway. They're they, they're all in hotels, and this is what it usually is in training camp, like at Rams Park during a normal summer. The rookies are in a hotel. The veterans have a choice if they want to stay. In the hotels, a lot of them figure we're in meetings all day, meetings till ten, eleven at night. I don't want to go home. I might even get a good night's sleep. I'd rather just sleep in the hotel, and it's a lot closer. So the players have the option, and the play- and I'm fairly certain most teams are doing that, where the players have the option to stay in a hotel. And I think what when some veterans, and I, I've seen in some teams where veterans are saying, "Hey, you know what? This just makes sense." And especially when you get through camp, and you or and we get later in camp, and you start having the contact. I'm having all those things and players saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll go home for a day just to see the family. You know, maybe on Friday I'll go home and see the family on Saturday and be real careful, but I'm not going to go home every night. I'm just not going to do it because, because the players are saying we want, we want to play this season and we don't want to take chances. So I, but it is a play and a lot of reset. I don't think they could force the players, the veterans, especially to stay in hotels. But I think a lot of the, a lot of those veterans are, are going to make that decision to do it. Uh, and especially because they see now how, for the most part, these protocols are working. There's not that many players that are being put on the list, at least for now. Like I said, we'll see when, when, the, when the, um, the contact really starts, you know, starts coming to the forefront and games begin and travel and all that. But if they're seeing that, then I, I think players are going to realize, hey, I'll sacrifice. I'll sacrifice to get this season in. And just to show you one thing, there's been there was one guy put on today, so I think it said it was around 107. There's only about there were I think there were four or five players activated today, so from that list. So I believe there's only about 27 players of that 100 plus that are still on that list, but about 20 of them have been on for two weeks or more, and so 
that's what you start, you know, you start thinking, man, these guys must be sick or they must have something going on. Or maybe they had a negative test after several days. You have to have two negative tests to be able to go back or to go into the building. And so maybe they had a negative test and then the next day they were positive again. And then you have to have another two. So obviously we don't know the details of every one of those players, but I think it's fair to say that a bunch of them have, have some symptoms that maybe aren't horrible, but the symptoms are lingering. And so that just shows, I mean, Lane Johnson today was at the tackle for the Eagles was, was activated even on the list for 13 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers have five guys who, including their kicker, Mason Crosby, and four of them have been on for 12 or 13 days or more, and none of their five guys have been activated yet. Uh, whereas other teams, I mean, Miami, believe it or not, put their, some, some of his luck, I guess, Miami put, had, had, it was their 14th player went on that reserve list today, 14 of them. It was actually 15 instances because they had a guy go on twice. And, but they've had a lot of them activated. You know, they, I think out of that 15, they only have three or four that, that are still out. And some other teams have had five or six or whatever, and they've all been activated. But then you have a thing like Green Bay where none of them have been. So, so that's the one thing you always pause in the back of your mind and say, hey, you just never know when somebody gets it. Uh, you, you, again, though, you just hope they're up. But the Packers, the Packers haven't had anybody else go on it. The guy, with, the guy who's been on it the fewest days of that group of five has been on it for nine days. So that, that means, obviously, there's no one else has gone on it in the last week and a half. So that's a positive thing. So, it, it's you know, you know me, I'm, I'm a little nuts when it comes to tracking this stuff. But it, it's very intriguing seeing the trends and seeing what's happened with certain teams. And some teams like the Cardinals, Seattle, New England's a strange one. They had the most players in the league opt out with eight. They've had no player go on the reserve list for the COVID, for the, for the COVID virus. So none. And... And Seattle just had its first about two days ago. I think Carolina hasn't had one. So there's like four or five teams somewhere in there that hasn't had anybody go on that reserve COVID list. So who knows? You know, who knows why it is in some places if it's just luck. And so, like I said, it'll be interesting to track, you know, throughout the rest of the summer and then into the start of the regular season. I just hope that we don't have a situation with like with the Cardinals where the, the NFL season yeah. starts and next thing you know, you got a team that just has a, has an outbreak, and then you don't know what to do. So I'm sure the NFL has a plan in place. What that plan is going to be, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm hoping they have a plan for it, but I just don't want that to happen. No, well, no one does. You know, and part of it is is obviously the protocols. Part is, I think they're they almost feel they almost know that they're going to have some tests. What you don't want is all of a sudden, like I said, one guy has it, doesn't know it, and maybe he's on an offensive lineman, and all of a sudden the next day you've got three yeah. offensive linemen. You've got three guys at the same position that all of a sudden have it, and you find out the day before a game, and then they're done. Because, you know, like this, like the situation with Matthew Stafford, which uh, which they believe was a positive—I mean, a false positive—tested negative twice, then tested positive. So you think, okay, he's got a positive test, and the next two days he, he tested negative again. Well, it was no big deal for the most part. It was the beginning of camp, and they weren't even on the field yet. They were doing just doing strength and conditioning. Well, suppose that happens on a, on, a, on a Thursday and a Friday, and a quarterback on a team tests positive or tests negative twice, and, and, and or I'm sorry, tests positive twice. Then there's not time to have two. There's not time to have two negative tests, and he can't play. 
can't play on Sunday. Mm, because so, you know if it's going to happen to any group, it's going to be the offensive lineman because that is the group yeah. that they all practice together, they all sit together, they all like you so, know they all walk yeah they all walk out of the field together. That is the one group of the uh, that's the one part of the football team where they are in total unison. And, and you know you know you're 100 right, and just the whole timing with it is going to be is going to be interesting. I mean, and I recall a few. I remember a few instances, and I, actually I remember one specifically with Carson Palmer one week when he was still with the Cardinals, he suffered a concussion on Sunday. It wasn't a terrible, it wasn't a particularly bad one, but he suffered a concussion, went into the concussion protocol, but the Cardinals happened to have a game on Thursday that week, and he wasn't able to get out of the protocol in time. If they had had a game mm-hmm. on Sunday, he'd have been able to play. Yeah. And, and so, so that can, you know, that can, obviously that can affect it too. I mean, when you get it, you know, player, player may be coming off a game, you know, test positive on Wednesday, and boom! All of a sudden, that they have a game Thursday, he can't play, and so that those are going to be the like I, you know the the weird things that happen uh, throughout this season. And, and you, you just hope, mainly obviously, everybody stays healthy, obviously, but you just hope that it doesn't affect too, you know, too much the integrity of the competition. Now, some would argue, well, you know what? You get injuries. You know, all of a sudden, a guy, a team lost its you know his best player to a torn ACL or whatever, and then they can't play out for the season or out for three or four games. And that obviously affects the competition. And and sometimes you do have teams that have runs on injury and all of a sudden just have a whole bunch of guys that they lost, like that crazy year of the Rams back in 2007, I think it was, when they had so many injuries on the offensive line, they were signing guys on Tuesday and starting them on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often. But with this, it certainly has the potential of happening a lot more. And like I said, you just hope that it doesn't – it also – uh, doesn't affect the integrity of the competition. Howard, we appreciate your time and your wisdom as always. Um, we hope that you stay safe, and we will talk to you next week. And by the way, real quick, yes, there's the there's the first hard knocks. Uh, yes, tonight, and I hope is that, that people, tonight with the, with the Rams and the Chargers. The Rams and the Chargers, and what I think is going to be intriguing about it because I mean, obviously, this will be the first hard knocks where they're they're not going to have anybody on the field. All they're going to have, it's probably going to be all about the protocols, all about the things they were doing. You know, they'll maybe have, you know, they'll show maybe a little weightlifting because that's the stuff that was going on last week when they were filming. And so it'll give a, you know, we all hear about what they're doing in these in these facilities with the social distancing, with the chips that beep or, or change colors if you get too close to somebody or all those things. We all hear about it, but we don't see it mm-hmm. happening. Well, now you're going to be able to see it happening. So uh, for those who uh, have HBO, obviously, and if you didn't realize it was on, I think it's starting in about, uh, I think it's starting in an hour. But, of course, they rerun it a bunch of times during the week. So just check your guide because I think, I think that'll be real interesting from this, pan, you know, this COVID-19 summer uh, just, just to see how these teams are dealing with it. Surveillance footage of Jared Goff sitting around the hotel room watching Dr. Pimple Popper on TLC is <laughs> probably what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, because I'm, I'm sure to a degree, you know, even if players are in hotels, let's say players are in hotels, you know, they're encouraged, don't hang out together. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of times they, you know, you, you go and you hang out in somebody's room and you're hanging out doing this, doing that. Maybe, you, have, you know, get a couple six packs in there and, that, you know, but they're, so, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. You just can't take the chance. So, just like the Cardinals, that that week that however many days it was in Milwaukee, when guys weren't even weren't even leaving the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's just crazy, and I'm sure that's what it's probably like for a lot of these guys in, in NFL camps and who are in the hotels. Howard, we appreciate your time, sir, and we will All talk right. to you next Tuesday.
Sounds good, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Thank you. That is the great Howard Balzer. You can hear him on the Hall of Fame show on the NFL channel on Sirius XM. You can read him was he well, on SI.com. He follows the Arizona Cardinals. Follow him on Twitter at HBalzer721. You want to hear something crazy? Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals in the Eastern Conference between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets started at 2 o'clock this afternoon and ended five minutes ago. Oh, are you serious? Five overtimes. Jeez, that's insane. That is what the Ooh. like the NHL playoffs, that's, that is the one thing uh, that they have over every other man, player format of every part, other sport, yeah. is that when they have overtime, it, it, there is nothing more tense. Nothing is more tense. Oh, they're going to be dead than, the rest of that oh series. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. The game started at 2, and it's 840, and they just finished. That's awesome, though. That's probably <laughs> awesome to watch on TV. Oh, I'm sure. Because there's no that, fans there. You don't actually don't have to sit there and watch that whole game. Cause no. Because by the time that third overtime came, I'd have been like, hey, guys, we may have to hit the road. <laughs> I, I went to one playoff hockey game, and it was overtime against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks won. But, I mean, you want to talk about the t- – like, my brother has season tickets to the Blues, and they're all the way up and all the way back, but they're still great seats. But you want to talk about tension you could feel <laughs> in the arena. I the mean, oh, yes. I mean, it was – there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Let's take a quick, uh, quick commercial break. Final segment. We're going to talk about history being made today. We haven't talked about it yet. I'm surprised no one's even brought it up. We're going to talk about history being made. Oh, yeah. Right here on the Charlie Tuna Show. Live from the Snook Studios on 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We still got a little bit of time to join the program this evening. The number is 855-282-8255. The text line also 855-282-8255. So, history was made today. Uh, Joe Biden has selected California Senator Kamala Harris to be his vice president, the first African-American woman to be named vice president. Mm -hmm. Not the first woman. That was Geraldine Ferraro back in 1984 with Walter Mondale. Oh, She was the first woman. You didn't know that, did you? I did not know that. Yeah, no, she's not the first woman. Geraldine Ferraro, may she rest in peace. I think she passed a a few years ago. 
She was the first woman to be a vice president, a vice presidential candidate. Kamala Harris is the first African woman to be one. Still history being made. Yes. Uh, well, we I, all knew he was going to pick a black woman. He had did. no choice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, almost had no choice. Here's what it was: when the word got out that uh, Amy Klobuchar did not prosecute that mm-hmm. one cop in Minnesota, yeah, that 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 sealed her she, fate. Yep, Otherwise, really I think did. it probably would have been her. Because, I mean, she's from Minnesota, so it's kind of like the area that Biden really yeah. needs to win. Kamala Harris, I mean, like, she's from California. Biden's going to win California no matter what. But, uh, yeah, black people are already comp- complaining about the pick, though. Oh, well, they, uh, they, didn't su- they didn't support her to begin with. Yeah, exactly, but because uh, she was, what's your other option? Because <laughs> what's your other I, mean, option? I mean, I understand that she was a prosecutor and she uh, prosecuted people. That's the reason why the, like, the woke culture doesn't like her. But, I mean, yeah. She, but she's a prosecutor. What did you expect? She well, had to do her job. She had to do her job. Uh, okay. And like you just said, where else are you, where else are you going to go? <laughs> exactly. You ever seen that movie, An Officer and a Gentleman? It's an old movie. Yeah, I have, yes. Okay, whenever uh, Lou Gossett Jr. is trying mm-hmm. to make life complete and total hell for Richard Gere, and Richard Gere's like, I've got nowhere else to go. <laughs> That's you. Yes, it really is at this point. And if you're thinking about, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not going to live forever. No. And also, watch that interview that the president did with Jonathan Swan from Axios. And if, that doesn't, give- <laughs> and if that doesn't want to make you run to the polling booth, I mean, I couldn't tell if that was a sketch or if that was the real thing. And Jonathan Swan is a good, he's a gr- not a good reporter, he's a great reporter for Axios. I love Axios, and he's probably yeah. their best reporter. I just can't believe... Tr- Trump actually did that interview with well, all of all people. He chose him to do it because Jonathan Swan kind of knows when to push and knows yeah. when to draw back. He's good at that. That's true. Yeah, that's what he's he'll good play at. it along just enough, but not to realize that you're being embarrassed. Exactly. And, and, and Jonathan Swan actually kind of has the reputation of being a little bit of leaning more right than he does mm-hmm. left. That's also kind of his true. reputation. And Axios is about as right down the middle as yeah. it gets. But I mean, like well, I, I watched the interview on YouTube, and I'm like, I, I can't believe it. Man can't read a graph. He can't <laughs> like, read a graph. And then, <laughs> At least be prepared. He, he for told the Jonathan Swan to read the manuals, and Jonathan <laughs> Swan what goes, manual? "What manuals?" And he goes to read the books, and he's like, "What books?" And then <laughs> they're out there. <laughs> they're out there. Like, why more reporters don't do that with him? Because he is the best at just saying, "Well, well, people are saying that. Who's saying that? Well, people. Everybody who's saying it." Name like, one person. <laughs> you, know, you know who's good at that? The gentleman who I'm filling in for tonight is Charlie. Yeah, How many times has Tom sat there, Tom Wiley sat there and said, who said it? Yeah, and, and he'll go, well, who told you that? Nobody is better than that than Charlie Tuna. <laughs> Charlie Tuna is, yeah, he is, he is the best at that. Well, who told you that? Who told you that? You can't be reading that. In the end. I mean, right. Charlie is the best at that. <laughs> and why more people don't do that with Donald, I'll, I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can shut him up quick with that. He, oh. Yeah, because he does it all the time. Yeah, because he, he 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 can't stay on script. So he then he gets off script. He, and he because gets no stuck. one because no one is saying that. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody is saying that. And I don't understand why not. Even in the Republican Party, you could shred him apart so easy. Oh, because and just pull yourself up and put yourself on a pedestal. No, so you well, get here's the here's what it is because he's got that army of pecker was that will do no matter yep. will do anything no, he I says no matter it. what, and they'll then they don't want to be primaried. Yeah. And he'll throw them under the bus anyway. Big time. Yeah, as soon <laughs> as you're no longer useful, uh, boom, there you go. You're, you're right under the bus. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it really it is. Really is. <laughs> An entire party just kissing ass. Yeah. And his 
Of all like, people, yeah. Sometimes I think I'm the only one that remembers the 90s. The 80s and the 90s, <laughs> even though I was a kid in the 80s, and I was in high school and, and graduating college in the 90s, I still remember him. And I remember how he like was this wonderkin of business until he bankrupted a casino. <laughs> an entire city. An entire city. <laughs> Basically. Ripped off a lot of people oh, that man. now support him no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of these small contractors that love him. And I'm like, you know how many people like you he screwed in the 80s whenever he built Atlantic City? When he when it went under him. and he didn't pay? <laughs> or you were like, you showed up with the bill and he said, there's no way I agree to that. I'm taking you to court. And he's got more money than you, so he can just outrun you when it comes to law. To, when it comes to lawsuits, and eventually you'll settle or you'll drop it, yep. one or the other. When you and you'll run get out nothing. of money, when you run out of money, <laughs> do you know how many people like you that he ripped off like that? And you love him. He wouldn't be caught dead with you, dude. I don't get <laughs> it. I'm pretty sure I've heard him say, "What can poor people do for me?" Before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard him say it before. Oh, I'm sure of it. That sounds exactly like something he would say. And we've talked about this before too. It's like the, this great economic plan that he, the, this great tax cut that he did when he was in office for the first couple of months. He that wasn't his plan, plan at all. <laughs> That he was just Ryan. signed it. Yeah, that was Ryan's plan that Before he had. He left, yeah. yeah, that was Ryan's plan that he had ready to go when he and Romney were running. When he was Romney's running mate yep. back in 2012, he's had that plan in his back pocket, and he's like, "As soon as we get a majority, I'm going to have whatever Republican president just comes along it. and sign it." If Jeb Bush was elected, he would have he would have signed the exact, exact same, same damn thing. thing. Jeb Bush, now, I forgot he even ran. <laughs> <laughs> now. I, I do. I, I mean, I understand. I'm smart enough to know that whenever you're president, no matter what the current state of the economy is, you get credit for yep, it no matter exactly. what. If the economy's great, you did it. If the economy's bad, you did it too. You could. You could if the economy was terrible, he does this anyway. You could blame Obama as much as you want. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's going to be on you. It's, it, no matter. No matter. Good try. Good. I mean, good luck trying to convince people that it's someone else's fault. Oh yeah, the guy that was here three years ago, four years ago, yeah, it was all him. What do you mean it was all him? You're the ones in charge now. All right, <laughs> fix it. You you're the one that has to you're the one that has to fix it. You're but, the big smart businessman supposed to fix it. You're not the politician, you're the businessman. You're the businessman. <laughs> Some businessman. Like, research research how he does business, everybody. Trust me. How many times bankruptcies and losses? Major bankruptcies. There's a reason why no major bank in the United States uh-huh. would touch Donald Trump with a ten foot pole. Not the bank that I used to work Direct at, none bank. of the banks that any of them that competed with, no major bank will do business with Donald Trump. None of them. Because he is a bad credit risk. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to those Russians, <laughs> which is still a thing. Oh, I can't believe that hasn't came up as much as it because you should. Want, because you want to know why? It's distractions left and right. Distractions left and right. And I, I used to work in anti-money laundering. Money laundering is not sexy. Yeah, it's fair. It's confusing. A lot of people don't understand it. They just know that, you know, some people have gone to jail for it. And because it's not a violent crime, people are like, eh. It's not sexy looking to talk about. (laughs) It's not a sexy. And here's another thing, too. It's a white people crime. Yeah, it's a white collar crime. You're right. 100% on that. Total white person crime. Eh, no one died. Who cares? (laughs) Just a couple millions. Yeah, just a couple million that, you know, that were probably the result of people dying. But he didn't do the trigger. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't pull the trigger. He just someone else it. pulled. Yeah, someone else pulled the trigger. He just found a way to hide that money from showing like where it really came from. 
I was watching. That's um, why he can't see his taxes. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> There's 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 a major reason there's two major reasons why he doesn't want you to see his taxes. Number one, he's not nearly as rich as he says he is, not even close. That's one reason. The other mm-hmm. reason why is that he w- doesn't want you to see where it's coming from. And then you're not going to put <laughs> you're money not going to vote for him when you see where it's coming from. No, and you're not going to put money laundering on your tax return. He's not that dumb. Oh no, he's not that. I hope not. Well, I mean, he's pretty dumb, but he's not that dumb. But once people start looking, is once people start digging, yes, yep. then there can be something. There's a reason. Another reason why, like, uh, like a lot of pretty, like, prominent New Yorkers cannot stand him. There's that. That should tell you everything that you know. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. It, can't stand him. Can't stand him. I mean, New York. Yes, it is. You know, twelve million people. All, like my favorite line, in Crocodile Dundee is when Crocodile Dundee is in New York City for the first time, and they're telling him, "Welcome to New York City, Mister Dundee." Population of you know twelve million people, and he goes. Imagine that. 12 million people all wanting to live together. (laughs) New York must be the friendliest city on earth. All these people, all these millions of people all want to live together. (laughs) But New York, and my friends who live there have said this, and I see what their point is. It is a small town when you think about it because, like, a lot of the big bobbers are there. They all they all go to the same, same restaurants. Spot, yeah. They all run in the same circles. Same they, borough. Yeah, they all know, like, they all know each other. And all those big boppers in New York, they all can't stand him. The only one who likes him is Rudy. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder why that is, too. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Rudy's crazy, though, too. He is crazy. If it wasn't for 9-11, Rudy would not yep, be held in the same right. regard. So, so true. They were ready to run him out of New York until he that happened. He handled 9-11 pretty well. He did. And then he became America's mayor. Yep. America's sweetheart, Charlie Tina, will hopefully be back tomorrow night. Hopefully he'll be feeling better. Right, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and a wheelchair crutches. <laughs> no way. Like I so said, you'll see that man die. You'll yes. see that man in the... I mean, <laughs> He'll quarantine, board up his window. Yes, he Nobody's will. Getting a yeah, before you will see him with a, <laughs> in a wheelchair or with a walker. He's too prideful. I know him well enough. Well, I appreciate him giving me the opportunity to fill in. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully you had fun as well. Yes, sir. And he'll be back tomorrow right here, live from the Snook Studios on 590 The Fan, 590thefan.com. Let's go.